Girl, get in. Where have you been? You running late. As usual. stuff to tell you. Let's go. It's time for another episode of Who's Driving? Welcome to Who's Driving. I'm Wesley Turner. And I'm Stephen Merck. We're two best friends and entrepreneurs. Who's Driving is an entertaining look into the behind the scenes of our lives, friendship, and business. These are the stories we share and topics we discuss as two best friends would on a long road trip. Along the way, we'll check in with friends and offer a wide range of informative topics centered around running small businesses, social media, and all things home and garden. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. You never know who's driving or where we're headed. All we know is it's always a fun ride. And on this week's episode, we are going to be talking all things fall. Fall basics. We got some fall info that you need to know. Yeah. Very basic. We're setting it straight. Very basic, but very important. Yeah. We're going to we're going to set some mm-hmm. things straight. And I've been waiting on this episode since we started this podcast. Literally. <laughs> I'm going to get on my fall soapbox mm-hmm. and we are going to set it straight. But before we get there, girl, I was on TikTok at 3 a.m. this morning. Oh. And a thing popped up. This is a, another Wesley thing. But I got to ask you if what you think. I mean... Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I never knew this until this morning at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. The term, the phrase, okay, you have to honestly tell me what you say it is or mm-hmm. think it is. Okay. But if something, if you're having a conversation or whatever, or like something's going on in the phrase, um, like, oh, yeah, that's coming down the pipe. Mm. Pike. It's pike. I yeah. thought it was pipe. Uh-uh. Like a pipe. Uh-uh. Coming down the pike. It's coming down the pike. Is that what it was? Yes. That's what I've always said. I have never, I have, <laughs> my whole life, I have thought it was coming down the pipe. No, coming down the pike. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I would have always said, I was like, well, I never well, really I was, used that, well, but I, it's. I thought, oh my gosh, if it was pipe, I've been saying pike this all these years, but yeah. it is pike. Pike. Okay, so. P I K E. Okay. But I did after, because that was, it was actually funny. It was someone said it coming down the pipe and then someone called them out like, what did you say? And I was like, that's what I say. What is a pike? Like a turnpike, like a road. A road. Highway. Coming down. That's what I was thinking. Or whatever. Down the pike. Yeah. But I was was thinking pipe, pipe, like a funnel, like coming down the pipe. Well, I mean... Honestly, that wouldn't be incorrect to think like that. It's coming down the pipe. It's not the common term. I'm just well, trying to evidently. make you feel better for being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to know, if you are listening, text us or call and leave us a voicemail. Our number is 864-982-5029. What did you think it was? Did you know it was pike, P-I-K-E, or did you think it was pipe? P-I-P-E. Well, I've got something. Coming down the pipe. To tag onto that. Yes. Okay. So, you know, we're from the country, and I know you've heard this. Mm. You know, when you go to church on Sunday mornings, that lady that lived down the street that would show up looking a hot mess, and and after church, your grandmother would say, gosh, she was so gaudy. Yeah, we talked about that. Gaudy. And so I really didn't know what a gaudy was, like, my entire life. I was like, what is a gaudy? But I didn't know. I just thought tacky, lavish. We talked about that on here. Oh, did we? Yeah. It's after someone. Yeah. An artist or something. uh, I forgot what you... Gaudy. Yeah. An architect in Spain. So it's actually gaudy, not gaudy. Yeah. It's gaudy. Yeah. But you know... We talked about that on here. I mean, it's all those weird... Phrases yeah. like there's a lot in the South. I mean, uh, we could dig these up for days. <laughs> days. I was shocked. I was literally shocked that it was coming down the pike instead of coming down the pipe. I never got that one messed up. I just but, my mind was blown. I just I, I don't know. It is like we talked about this as well. It's chest of drawers and not Chester drawers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's just embarrassing. That's another common one. So anyway, I just had to start with that because I still couldn't get over. I was literally like, what? How did I not know that? You know, sometimes I hear things and I was like, oh, that makes more sense. But like that one, I had no clue that I would have been saying that wrong. So I have two topics. Oh. Two topics that are on each end of the spectrum. Okay. The first one is, Mm -hmm. 
I have quite a few friends and both men and women, mm-hmm. and the husbands gas up their cars for them. I know. Okay, so we were talking about this. Our friend Amanda, uh-huh. and we've had her on the podcast. Uh-huh. Um, she was saying that her husband always puts gas in her car. Uh huh. And then you were saying that you have friends, women, uh-huh. and their husbands put always puts the gas in their car. Mm-hmm. That blows my mind too. And it blows my mind. But I think the reason it blows our mind, number one, we're homos. Number two, <laughs> number two, um, we both, I had, you have very strong mother women figures. Right. Like independent. Yeah. Our, our strong, your mother and my mother, I promise you, have never waited on a man to guess up anything for yeah. them. But okay, so does it? Okay, first and of all, I guess all, it's sweet. That's what I was gonna say. Okay, first of all, again, I'll put our number in the show notes, but it's 864 982 5029. Text us and let us know. Does your husband put gas in your car or do you do it yourself? Okay, so here's the thing I guess it. It probably is sweet. I mean, I guess it depends on how you view it. And I guess if you don't view it as sweet, then you would tell them not to do that for you. But it kind of also is like, oh, I can pump my own gas. Well, I'm kind of wanting Dylan to start pumping mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need, Daniel, I need Daniel to pump mine. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, well, why, why am I pumping mine? I mean, yeah. But why don't they bring back... Full-service gas station. You know, they are a few here and there. On Augusta Road in Greenville, Yeah, you can get full service. You can roll in and they pump the gas. Yeah. That's really where I should go. Right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, how do you view... I mean, I guess it is sweet and like, oh, my husband's taking care of me and doing this. Okay, first of all, like you said, we're homos, so we ain't got ain't pumping nobody's gas. I can barely keep gas in my own car. Like, it is on fumes before I put gas in my car. Do I'm you aware. think I'm going to worry about putting gas in someone else's car? Then it, mm-mm, mm-mm. Nope, not happening. But the funny thing is, like, if Dylan and I are going somewhere and he knows we're driving his car, he will not put gas in it, so I fill it up. Well, number one, I'll fill it up, and number two, I'll pay for it. <laughs> well, that's smart. I mean, that's just well, smart. Well, hello, it's still on my credit card, so what did that matter? Yeah. But I guess, you know, and I I actually like putting gas in my mm, No, I don't like anything. That, I just want to get in, push the button, and go. And, but I will say, Daniel will put gas in my car. Like, if he drives my car and it's anywhere near needing gas, he'll be like, oh, I stopped and put gas in your car. But he's so thoughtful and sweet. He is. That's just who and he is. And he also likes, like, tasks. He's very task-oriented. So to be like, oh, the car needed gas and I put it in there. Dylan Check. would do that, too. Yeah. 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 They're both But like, he's not going to come get my car once a week and just, fill it up. No. Like you're saying. No husbands do for wives and I, I mean i know on the flip side of that i have friends that would be really pissed at their husbands for doing that they'd be like i don't need you to guess up yeah that's what i'm saying like i guess it depends on the person mm-hmm. but then you would already know that in the relationship yeah you would because you know some people's love language is doing things for people you know doing and, sweet things yeah and that's a sweet thing like oh so I, I mean, I could, I mean. I I'm just shocked that. at how many husbands do that. Yeah. That's shocking. I mean, do you think. As busy as life is now. But do you think really a lot of husbands do that? What do you think? One out of a hundred? No. I one think, out of a thousand? I think no. I think like one out of ten. You think? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't believe that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of thoughtful men out there. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Well, I mean, let us know. Text us and let us know. That, that's the, a little baffling to me. On the other end of the spectrum, it, let's talk about a lazy man. You. <laughs> what about me? So you were more pri- privileged than I was, which is fine. I'm happy you were. And I was not. In college, at that age you were. In college, yes. yes. So, I had two loves. Yes. My mom was divorced and raising three boys boys on her own. Uh-huh. So and then she, it was a struggle. Yeah. It and was then a struggle. And I never, I mean, personally, well. let me say, 
it was looking back, I know it had to be a struggle because single three boys. Mm-hmm. But as the kid growing up, I never wanted for anything. Like I never. Oh, I didn't either. I never I, knew. No, no, I didn't either. I didn't know how pitiful we were till right. I was grown. Yeah. And then saw. But honestly, we had so much fun being pitiful. Yeah. Like my mom did. too. She made everything fun. Yeah. And my mom did. did, too. And it wasn't. And honestly, we were no different than anybody else back then. Right. And for us, and I guess you too, but like we grew up in a small town in the country, so you didn't have to, we weren't, it wasn't, I feel like today with social media and stuff, there's more of a um, urge or the need to like keep up. You're seeing what more materialistic things, what people have. Yeah, but out in the country, keeping up with the Joneses is pretty damn easy. Right, exactly. And so we didn't. We weren't wanting for anything because there wasn't anything around it. You know, like mm-hmm. we weren't like, oh, we want to go do this because there was, you just mm-hmm. went outside and played. Yeah. That was free. Yeah. So I know um, it was a different time. Yeah. It was a different time. So really I know was. it was, you know, a struggle, but at, at the same time, I didn't, I mean, I wasn't going hungry and I didn't, no, you know, no, 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 no. I didn't feel like I wasn't getting something that other kids no, were no, doing. No. But if, then my mom, she married up. <laughs> She did. And I got an amazing um, stepdad. But see, that happened when I was in like, well, what? I was nine. So that um, was early. Yeah. And that was good. So but then, but then, and even then, it's starting out, they were just getting going. Yeah. So my kind of changed for me, like beginning of high school, I would say. But, really- but in all fairness, they are very modest, simple people too. Right. So you and you were still out in the middle of the country. Right. But well, anyway, well, let's talk about what really matters. Is they were able they were able to afford to pay for your college education and your apartment and all those things. Right. Which was huge. Mm-hmm. And um, so you had an apartment paid for, college paid for, car paid for. So most people would be happy with that. But, of course, you started a business. Right. When you were in college. Right. I and worked. Let's, you worked. Because I don't know where you're going. No. But I worked. You did work. But I just love this story. So your mom comes to visit, mm-hmm. and she notices how clean your apartment is. Yes. And she notices it's, <laughs> so, where you're going. it's so clean. And yeah. you, she said, do, do you do this? And you said, no, I have a cleaning plate. <laughs> I hired a cleaning lady <laughs> when I was in college. But that is so smart because and looking back, I, mean, I needed I guess a cleaning lady. It was a little bougie. Okay. Okay. Let's back it up. Let's back it up. It was First very of bougie. all, I had my own job and made my own money. And my mom, you know, she gave me an allowance or whatever. So I was living within my means or whatever. And I had extra money. And so I. At this time, this was like after a couple of years being, I was probably in my like third year of college or whatever. And I had my own apartment. It was a little townhouse, little two bedroom. I mean, it was a small little apartment. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I, I just looked up someone and called a cleaning lady. And she came, but she would come like every other week. And it was probably cheap. It was man. cheap. I think it was $30. Or something. And I was like, I can't even buy the cleaning supplies for this or whatever. No, it was smart. It was very smart. And and I all this comes from pure jealousy. Okay. Yeah. Let me just put it out there. Mm-hmm. But it's very bougie. And I love that story okay. because it's bougie. But you know, it, it is very, very bougie, I will admit. But at the same time, I was and I don't have to justify it, but just to let you know, I also was... You do. You need to justify it. <laughs> justify not. it. Well, like I said, I made my own money also. But at the same time, I in college, I was not going out. I did not go to bars. I mean, more people spent more money than that on a Friday night drinking. That is so true. I'm going to give it to you on that. I promise you, I spent more money drinking and partying than you did on a cleaning lady. Right. So, and so I did not. Yeah. Touche. So it's all about priorities. It is. And I liked my clean space, and it it was very nice. You know, to have someone I, come in and clean. I don't. I I I can't say a damn word. Okay. Because you're you're absolutely correct. Exactly. Yeah. So there. I mean, <laughs> as bougie as it is, but good for you. I know. I've good always been the one. Like I like to spend my money. Like I would. Sp- 
I will spend my money on something like like services. Yes. Like if I you can are. have That's someone a, yeah. come clean or come do something. You had a cleaning lady before I did. Yeah. And I was honestly bit probably busier. Right. And at that time, probably making more money. Uh-huh. And you had a cleaning lady. Yeah. Well, you're the reason I got a cleaning lady. You're like, well, I'm you, just like, what are you doing? Why are you? Because I would pick a night clean house. Yeah. That was the best thing I ever did. Yeah. And then when we moved to the farm after a couple of years, our cleaning lady, well, I think it was pretty close after moving to the farm. Our cleaning lady started coming every week mm-hmm. here. And I was like, you need to have her come every week. Yeah. And, and, I did. Like, and then you're like, nah. and then eventually you had her start coming every week. Yeah. I was and, like, well, that's a lot of money. And you were like, oh, give me a break. Yeah. And that's so true. And it, again, it is money, but it, all depends on where you prioritize your money. It is. And I'm very, like, I'm very frugal minded. Mm -hmm. I don't waste a lot of money. Yeah. And um, I I don't mind spending, spending it on that. Yeah. There's a few things that I always tell Daniel, like, we're going to spend money on. And that is, one, a cleaning lady, because we need it, especially on the farm. Mm -hmm. But I always say, like, if we can't afford our cleaning lady, we're going to downsize our house to live within our means where we can afford a cleaning lady. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds bad, but that's just the way it is. The other thing is that we are going to spend money on is keeping the air and the heat comfortable. Like I like to be comfortable in my house. And if that means, and I know this sounds very bougie and spoiled, but again, it's, I will go without Starbucks or whatever if I need to save money or going out to eat if I need to save money to pay the electric bill. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to live comfortably in my house. I'm not going to sweat. Yeah, I'm not going to sweat. I'm not going to be cold. Because I go and, you know, I'm not going to call anybody out on here. but And, you know, but I can go to people's homes mm-hmm. that have have money. Mm-hmm. They're not pitiful. Right. And I sweat. Mm-hmm. Because they keep their thermostat on like 74, 75 to mm-hmm. save that $10 or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. I don't give a damn. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Mine is going to stay on 68. Right. I know. And nice. I like a cool house year round. So, you know, you come to my house, bring a jacket in the winter because I like it cool. But I'm you not like cheap. it cool. You like it cool. It's not you're keeping it cool. No, 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 no. But I, when I get up in the morning, it's a little too cool. I turn that heat up. Right. To knock the chill off. Mm-hmm. But then once I get moving, I don't want it hot. Yeah. And some people are going to see that as being spoiled or, or wasteful. Or wasteful. And it's not. No. I mean, to me, I mean, you can view it however you want. But like I said, <laughs> for me, I'm going to be comfortable in my home. And like comfortable means I can walk around in my underwear mm-hmm. and be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like I'm walking around in my underwear. Or sweat. Completely you know, walking around and I'm not going to be cold. I'm not going to be hot. Or if I have sweatpants on in the summer in the house, I want to be able to wear them. Yeah. You know, if I'm lounging. Right. I mean, so that's how. But it's you, all, again, it goes back to prioritizing, you know, what you want to spend your money on. But literally, I would say, okay, we can't go out to eat this month or week or however often because we got to save some money because we got to pay for the cleaning lady or we got to well, pay the electric bill. Those are two things that I know. I know people, their spouse has a lock on it. Mm-mm. We would be divorced. <laughs> Yeah, that wouldn't. Well, we would have never gotten there. Mm -mm. I mean, you lock me out of my thermostat. I'm going to. No. See, I would call and have it taken out. And (laughs) (laughs) I would be like, you want to play this game? Yeah. So tell us, tell us your stories on HVAC. Do you have a husband or a wife that locks you out of your Yeah, is there a thermostat for the control? Do you turn it down and they want it? Like Daniel and I are very, like we mesh. That's also, I think, another big um, place of contention for couples mm-hmm. is not only are they trying to save money, like you have that person, like one of you might be wanting to save money, but the other one just wants to be comfortable. But some people are totally opposites in like, being hot natured or cold natured, so they're constantly battling. No, we're the, the Dylan and I are exactly the same. Yeah, 
Daniel and I are, are for the most part, like this summer, I've been a little cold sometimes because he works outside all the time and um, he likes the house when he comes in at night to be cooler. And I'll be like, dang, it's cold in here. But I mean, it's not that cold. It's not like cold enough to be like uncomfortable or anything. Like now, that. we go to Dylan's parents' house. Mm-hmm. I mean, people think we like you and I like our homes cool. Mm-hmm. You go in there in the summer, you better take a fur damn coat. <laughs> oh my god. Because gosh. it is like on 62. Dang. It is cold. You can't, don't wear any flip flops over there. Yeah. You will come back with uh, freezer burn on those two. <laughs> <For> frostbite. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, yeah. His mom has hot flashes. Mm-hmm. And I guess a lot of you ladies out there understand that. But, Oh my gosh, it's freezing cold. But I would rather it be like that than hot. Yeah. You can put a blanket on, a jacket on, socks on. Once I'm hot, I've got to go. Mm-hmm. I've got to go. Yeah. Hot's the worst. But tell us when... what you think and call give us a call on our hotline. Okay. Our hotline number is 864-982-5029. So give us a call or send us a text message and let us know. Do you keep the temperature up or down to save money? Or is that a place of contention in your relationship? Because one of you likes it hot, one of you likes it cold. Ah, Maybe Mm. it balances out because then your husband pumps your gas. So you're like, Mm. I'll be cold just because he pumps my gas. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But now is also a great time to mention that Fig Fest is coming up. Have you gotten your tickets yet to Fig Fest? If you haven't heard us talk about Fig Fest, I'll talk about it really quickly and just give you a reminder to get your tickets. And you can find the tickets on our website at thenestedfig.com or on the Nested Fig app. I will also have the link down below in the show notes where you can click directly to it. But we want you to come see us at Fig Fest, which is coming up September 29th and 30th. Oh my gosh, it's getting close. Yeah. September 29th and 30th, we're inviting everyone to come visit us here in Greenville, South Carolina. We are going to have a two-day event starting on Friday, September 29th at our home store. We're going to kick it off with a meet and greet and cocktail party. We're going to have some of our friends there as well doing meet and greets, and it's going to be a good time. We're going to give you a great discount at our home store. You'll get to mix and mingle. We're going to have some food and drinks and just hang out, and that's going to be really Really fun. And then on Saturday, we're going to continue the fun over at our warehouse for the nested fig. We're going to use our sale warehouse where we will have a warehouse sale area where you can get extremely good deals. And if you're coming from out of town, don't worry, because we'll be able to ship you items as long as they are shippable. Um, but we will have our sale area. We will also have our preview of some of our holiday collection. You're going to get to see it first. So that's going to be really fun. We've already been working on that and setting things up. So it's really fun that you're going to get to see it first there. We're also going to do a couple of demos and just have a fun time hanging out there. And then that night, we are going to wrap it up at our garden store where we'll do another fun little party. You'll get to shop there, more discounts, and we're going to do a fun um, bouquet bar where you'll get to take a fresh cut um, flower bouquet home with you. But most importantly, you get to spend two days with us, right? Wesley and I. Right <laughs> here in Greenville, South Carolina. We do have a block of hotel rooms. We have um, other hotels you can stay at as well. So it's a great time. So it's not too late to get your tickets and to come hang out with us. It's going to be fun. So click the show notes and um, you can go get your ticket there. Or again, you can go to thenestedfig.com. Can you believe it's already September No, I cannot. This year has flown by. I know, but I feel like I say that about every year now. Like all of a sudden, it's like a new year. And then all of a sudden. See, the older you get, the time seems less, like seasons seem less. When you're a child, you've only lived like five or six years. So that time feels greater. Yeah. So, you know, it took forever for it to get to summer. It took forever for it to get to Christmas. Right. Your birthday. And now it's like just one after the other. It's crazy. But speaking of fall, we got some fall tips for you. Yes. Specifically related to pumpkins and moms. Because let me tell you, 
we're all out there on social media, obviously, and mm. you see some wacky stuff out there. So we're going to tell you the truth. Right. So it might look a, cute, but it doesn't work. Right. <laughs> we've had a garden store. I've been in the industry for way too long now. We are going to set the record straight because, like I said, I have been waiting to talk about this. <laughs> we have been buying and hauling pumpkins for more years than I want to think about. U-Hauls full of pumpkins. I've had more back injuries from pumpkins than I ever want to remember. Right. So we know pumpkins and we know Inside and out. (laughs) So here you go. Listen up. Okay. Let's start with the pumpkins. Let me get on my little soapbox. You've been dying for this. Should I like take my shoes off and stand up? Yes, definitely. Okay. So it's that time of year. You're going to be on social media, specifically Instagram, Mm -hmm. and you're going to see those dumb pictures of pumpkins floating in sinks and bathtubs. And they call them their pumpkin baths. And they're giving their pumpkins baths. First of all, it's dumb, (laughs) it's stupid, and it even looks dumb. I don't even know why. Okay, obviously, this is a touchy subject for me. Mm-hmm. But every time I see one of those pictures, it just makes me cringe. It, I just, I don't know. So Well, you're, you're destroying your pumpkins. Right. So first of all, the number one rule, uh, if you want your pumpkins to last, the number one rule is to not get them wet. And a pumpkin grower will tell you this. A pumpkin supplier will tell you this. When we've had our garden center and we've had gorgeous, I mean, we had so, like, hundreds of hundreds of pumpkins. If it even started to sprinkle, we all ran out there with a tarp and Mm -hmm. covered up our pumpkins. Got to keep the pumpkins dry. You got to keep the pumpkins dry. So this is why you do not want to float your pumpkins in a bath of water. It's soaking in the stem. Right. It's soaking in the soft spots on each end yeah. of the pumpkin. And That's, it's just gonna it's just gonna promote the rot and decay. Yeah. So those little stems that are cut and dried, the little belly button and the stalk on the top, those are porous. Those were stems that were, you know, moving water into the pumpkin as it was growing. Those are porous. So when you float your pumpkin in water, even just for a few minutes, you it's soaking up water through there. First, it softens the stem, and that's going to cause rot, but it's wicking water into the center of the pumpkin as well, mm-hmm. and it's going to cause it to rot. So let's start there. Please, please, please do not soak your pumpkin in water. And there's and nothing you worse than... are on social media posting pictures <laughs> and how to do things, please stop posting pictures floating in a sink. Or a bathtub. It is so wrong. And that's what we talk about sometimes, like things that irk us mm-hmm. um, is spreading false information. And that that is one of the biggest ones when it comes to fall. It, it just, oh, it's it so ruin, wrong. It ruins your pumpkins. And there's nothing worse than the smell of a rotting oh, pumpkin. Oh, my gosh. So if you do want to clean your pumpkin... For whatever reason, I mean, I've grown up and never cleaned a pumpkin unless it was complete mud where I let the mud dry and I just dusted it off with my hand. But if you want to shine it up or you want it to be clean for whatever reason, you can use like a household bleach cleaner and a paper towel Mm -hmm. or or soft rag and wipe it off on the outside. It's like cleaning a skin, but you do not want to use anything abrasive. Like that pumpkin has a protective skin on it, um, and you don't want to use anything that's going to scratch the, um, the, the skin. So make sure you're not using like an abrasive sponge or anything like that, a paper towel or soft, soft cloth, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and you can clean it that way. And and you'll be good to go. Keep it dry. If you want to use your pumpkins outside, the best place is on a covered porch where they're not going to get wet. But if you want them out in the open and you want to do the work, you can either, you know, cover them when it's going to rain or just know that the rain, if it's a really, really rainy season, they might rot quicker. And if you want them shiny, like if you're using them in your kitchen and you want them a little shine on there, you can use a green glow for plants or you can use a Wesson oil. 
Yeah, some type or, of oil. Or you any, could probably even use olive oil. Yes. Shine them up. Yes. Just a little on a on a paper towel. If you are putting them outside in the elements and you wanted to go through the effort, you could spray them with like a shellac, you know, like a poly, um, because that's going to seal them up. The Make, stem especially. Yes, I was going to say, pay close attention to the stem and the little belly button, um, and that would help. But for me... I just try to pick out good pumpkins and then I decorate with them and let them do their thing. Mm-hmm. And then if they rot, like if I notice, oh, this one's getting well, spots normal. on it and it's going to rot, I just throw it away. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't fuss over it. And that's another thing I hate with like social media um, things, like people giving tips. And I know people are trying to be helpful, and I do appreciate that. But I hate when people make things too complicated, that you don't really get to enjoy them. Like, they make it like you have to soak your pumpkins in this bathtub, and you have to do this to this, or like, cut flowers, you have to trim the stems every day, or whatever. Like, no, don't make it complicated. And I enjoy it. it. I hate just putting false information out there because somebody could watch that and think, oh, this is what I should do. Right. And then they fail and then they think, what did I do wrong or whatever? Mm -hmm. And it's they were told the wrong information. And the same thing goes for all the pretty gourds you see, the small little hand, the ones that fit in your hand. You don't want to wash those. Yeah. No, you don't want to wash any of them. No, they are, you know. Um, The other thing that you want to look out for in getting one that will last is obviously make sure that it doesn't have any, you know, dents or bruises. It hasn't been, you know, kicked or bumped or something like that. If the skin is broken on it, then that it's going to start rotting right there at that spot, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. You know, sometimes if you go to a place, you can get those discounted or something. So, you know, if you're having a party, if it's last minute and you're having a party and you want to get some of those, that's fine. They'll still last you maybe a couple of weeks mm-hmm. or something. We would discount those. Yeah. Um, and they may last you a couple of weeks or something. So it all depends on how long you need it to last for. Or an event. Well. Hell, you don't. You only need it for a, a night, a day and a night. Yeah. So. If you're doing something like that yeah. and you're like, oh, I can get a good deal on these that have little bumps on them or something, you know, bumps and bruises. Um, and I'm saying bumps as in it's been bumped. Some yeah. pumpkins do have yeah. knots on yeah. them. I mean, bumps or bruises, like the skin has been broken or something like that. Um, And it's good to get them with the stem intact. Yeah, the more intact the stem, or if it's been cut just really short, you just don't want it to be really pulled off because that leaves like a hole, again, another opening where it's going to start rotting. Um, So if you want your pumpkins to last the longest, A, buy ones that haven't been bruised or the stem isn't pulled off or the skin isn't damaged. And number two, keep it as dry as possible and absolutely do not put it in a sink or bathtub or a bucket of water. Do not submerge it in any water at all. Ever. Don't do it. Ever. Ever. And stop posting it to social media. I know. <laughs> like I would that. love to say, I would, I hope, I hope some, I hope that there's an influencer or two out there that does that, that listens to this maybe they don't know i know it could have i mean i think it did start somewhere and then they don't know but who's gonna haul all those pumpkins inside anyway and they're not going in my bathtub put them in a bathtub mm -mm, mm -mm. that's just that first of all that's too much i ain't i'm not even buying a pumpkin if i have to do that yeah and then you're posting it like it's pretty, like you're giving them a bubble bath. Okay, but anyway. Well, we've beat that pumpkin to death. Can I, should I step down? <laughs> yeah, we've, we've beat that pumpkin to oblivion. <laughs> and um, then the next, the next big fall decor item, plant-wise, are... Mums. Mums. Yeah. So we did want to give you some mum tips because I feel like these are helpful. And I feel like there's less misinformation about mums going around, but people have misconceptions about mums and how to use them. Mm -hmm. But there is one trend I feel like I saw last year, and I've already seen it this year, that is the misinformation when it comes to mums. And that is, we'll go back into a whole, we'll go back. And we'll start Moms 101. But the one that I've been seeing on social media, I'm sure you've seen it. If not, you will. Because one person or two started and then it just it's like wildfire. But that is dunking your moms in a bucket of water. And 
and saying, oh, if you don't get in a bucket of water and let it sit for 15 minutes, you only have to do this a few times a season. And that's where mm-hmm. it's wrong. Can you dunk the bottom of your mom in water? Yes. You can do that if you want to. Again, you're making it more complicated. Just take the water hose or your watering can and water it. You can dunk it in there and get it nice and wet. Um but that's not buying you any additional time. That's just well watering. You can water a lot of plants mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm. from the bottom and they love it. Mm-hmm. But really, that's not buying you any additional time. It's not doing anything more beneficial to the mom than if you just watered it. There is a correct way to water a mom. Mm-hmm. So when you water moms, you want to water from underneath the foliage, if that makes sense. So you can either, you could sit it in a saucer water and let it absorb water that way. But the easiest thing to do is just water again with a watering wand, your watering hose, your watering can, but water right at the top of the container. Don't pour the water on top of your mom for a couple of reasons. One, Moms get really heavy with the blooms and they are very fragile as in they'll break very easy. So when you put that extra weight of water, if you're just watering the plant from the top, like pouring water over the blooms and just letting it go down into the pot, it gets really heavy and a lot of times they'll split open Mm -hmm. and they just break apart. And that's something you didn't teach me. I just want to go ahead and say that because I had to learn that I broke the hell out of them. Did I not teach you that? Mm-mm. Well, after the fact, after uh, I broke the hell out of them. And I was like, what the hell are you yeah. doing? Yeah. Yeah. Water but, it from the side is what yeah. I say. Water it from, you know, water right at the top of the soil and use a watering can, watering hose, well, whatever those, you want to do. Those mom blooms are like sponges. Yeah. And when they that water gets in them, they pop. Yeah. They just split in half mm-hmm. um, because moms break very easy. The other reason that you don't want to pour water directly on top is because it can actually cause a fungus called botrytis on the mom plant. I think I had that one. (laughs) (laughs) Was that after a wild weekend Mm -hmm. or something? Botrytis. But it causes a plant fungus, which is really just the plant breaking down. Um, But for some reason, certain plants are more... Susceptible. 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 Good. Good. New word for you. (laughs) Susceptible. Susceptible. Good. Good boy. (laughs) To getting it than others and moms get it very easy. And it causes just like a mold or a fungus on the blooms in the plant itself, which isn't going to be pretty. And then your blooms die quicker. But let's go back to the beginning. Let's talk about mums and the misconceptions of mums. Because it's, you know, we're in the south, so it's still warm here. You know, up north, it might be a little bit cooler. It's Mm mid-September. And mums are out in full force. You're going to see them, you know, at the garden centers, at the box stores, everywhere. The misconception I feel about mums that people don't realize is you need to think about mums just like you think about a poinsettia. It is a holiday plant, and it's done. Disposable. Disposable, decorative, holiday, enjoy it, and it's done. So the mums that you see right now in September are not going to be blooming at Halloween when you might want your mums blooming. You know, depends, again, where you live in the country and that sort of thing. But moms do not naturally grow, moms do not naturally bloom in the fall. We have been trained that it's a fall flower and that sort of thing, and that's what we associate it with. But it has been forced to bloom in the fall season. And it's a gorgeous decorative plant. It's easy. They're pretty inexpensive, but you're going to enjoy it for the holiday season. And then you're going to toss it. You can plant it. We'll talk Mm. about that in a minute. But here's what you need to know about mums. When you go to your local garden center to pick out your mums, the buds that you see on that plant, that is all the buds that plant is going to have this year. So if you go and pick out a mum that is in full bloom, because that's when it looks the prettiest with all of its color, that's all the blooms you're going to have this season. So when a mom is in full bloom, depending on when you get it in full bloom, it's only going to last you maybe a couple of weeks as far as blooms. Now, the it'll stay green, but it will only last you 
a couple of weeks. If you get a mom that is butted up in what we call cracking, that means when you see just a little bit of color on it, you know, you can see the buds, but the flowers haven't fully opened. You can barely tell it's yellow or or burgundy. Right. Yeah. Now that's the ideal stage if you want the longest lasting, longest blooming mom. And a mom like that is going to last you about four to six weeks, depending on, again, how hot it is. The hotter it is, the quicker it's going to bloom out. The cooler it is, the slower it's going to bloom out, um, that sort of thing. So there's variables, but you just got to keep in mind you're buying it for holiday decor. And once it's done blooming, it's done. It's not making, it's not going to continuously bloom. Deadheading just makes it prettier with not having dead blooms, but it's not going to propagate more blooms. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, deadheading is a good thing to do if you want it to look clean. You know, if you get a yellow mum and it starts looking brown because some of the blooms, you know, they bloom out first and they're going to finish first. Mm -hmm. If it looks brown, you can go out there and just pinch those blooms off. Um, to clean the plant up, but that's not going to make any more blooms. And my biggest pet peeve with mums are, and I, I don't want to get attacked here, so don't don't attack me, folks, on the hotline. But people that move here from like north, the north, mm-hmm. say New York or New Jersey, mm-hmm. they want to plant those mums in their yard, right? And can you? Yes. Yes. Should you? Hell no. <laughs> well, they're I mean, never they're never gonna be okay. Go ahead. They're gonna be leggy, right? They're never gonna be as grand as they are, right? But I think that goes back. I don't think you should say should you never should plant them. I think it goes back to setting the expectation of what they will be. If no, you plant them. I'm saying, in my opinion, yeah, you should never. <laughs> But can you plant them? Yes. Yes, you can plant them. And they will grow. And let's talk about two different plantings. One, okay, because this happened to me when I I lived in Atlanta and I managed a garden center. This newly married couple, young couple came in, bought all these mums and went home because they wanted to line their walkway with mums. And they thought they were going to stay like that. And they thought they were going to stay in full bloom and gorgeous through the whole fall, you know, season. Well, they bought the ones that were bloomed out in full bloom. They went home. I mean, I'm talking like probably like 30 moms, you know. They landscaped with their moms along their walkway. And mm. then in like two weeks, they were dead. The moms weren't dead. The blooms were dead. Right. The moms were still green. So they come back in all hot and bothered. Hot and bothered. Because their moms had died and we had sold them bad moms. And I'm like, mm, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. And they were like, what, do you, you know, like what do, they were all distraught. What do you mean? And so I had to talk through the process of like, yeah, these moms are only going to, they're a seasonal plant and they're only going to bloom for X amount of time. And you bought them at this stage. So you'd already lost X amount of time and they bloom just like they were supposed to. So if you're using them for fall, decor, I would, I I never plant one. I'm not going to, you know, because they're going to be done. So I'm not going to spend the time planting them like in my landscape or that sort of thing. So I use them to sit around, either just drop them in baskets or little containers or whatever. I I didn't even plant them in a pot. No, that's what I'm saying. You just drop them in a pot. Um, because you're going to be tossing them in no time. So why spend the? T- you're not going to be nurturing that plant. So mm-hmm. don't spend the time of potting it. It is fine in the container that it's in, that it's growing in, because again, it's only going to last you the season. And just don't make it complicated. Goes back to what I was saying earlier. Don't overcomplicate it. Just drop it in a decorative pot or put a pot cover on it or whatever you want to do. Now, what Stephen was talking about with planting moms, you're talking about like after they're done blooming. People mm. feel bad. <laughs> it's just wrong. People feel bad for throwing them away because, it, oh, it's a plant. I can't throw it away. So they want to plant them. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a couple of things that you need to know before we get into Other it. than don't do it. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it, but yeah. you shouldn't do it. <laughs> you can. <laughs> but first of all, what you need to know is some moms are have been crossed and bred to be, they're not really hardy at all. They're not meant to be planted in the ground. 
Like literally they're not, and they're not hardy and they won't like come back. Like all hybrid plants. Yeah. They won't come back. Like you're just wasting your time. And the hardy ones you can. Yeah. Like the old timey, like right. what we call the old timey mums. Yeah. But there are some mums that are hardier and they will come back. You can plant them in the ground and they will come back. But why Stephen is saying don't do it is because they're never going to look the same as when you bought them at the garden center mm-hmm. and they were a nice rounded shaped mom with lots of bloom. They're just and not listen, bloom I've, like that. I've got to defend myself. I mm-hmm. come from a very southern country ass family, <laughs> wonderful family. And but, you know, we saved everything we did not waste. That's the way I was brought up. Right. And I get it. And I'm a lot like that. Mm-hmm. However, Sometimes my grandmother, my grandmothers tried to make it happen and save the moms. And they're always we and I began to hate moms, but I don't hate. I love moms yeah. for what they are grown for. Right. And that's what I was saying starting off. You got to set the expectation of why you're buying the mom and what you're using it for. I mean, have you ever seen a damn poinsettia coming out of a closet after, you know, when people tried to get them and they look oh, wrong and they're leggy, leggy, they're, uh, you know, they've got five leaves on and the top. And they're excited that they saved it. And it looks like a piece of shit. Yeah. And it's the same with pansies. Uh-huh. Let let them go. Let, let it go. go. Yeah. I, <laughs> I. So I had this situation at the lofts mm-hmm. um, in my building, and I'm on the board. I love all my neighbors. Mm-hmm. A lot of great people, but it's a big melting pot, which I also love. They're from all different parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And we've had to have these discussions because they don't understand why I'm out there ripping out the pansies. Mm-hmm. In May, and I'm like, well, like in a week, they're going to be dead. Right. Because we get too hot for them and they literally get really leggy and die. mm -hmm. And that's a problem. Go ahead. And now it's a problem. It's a problem. And and right now, where I park my cars, there's like five mums out there that are about eight feet tall with five (laughs) blames on them. Yeah. And I'm just like, But at least they put they planted them back there at the garden yeah. plots. You know, it's not in the front of the building. So I'm like, well, maybe they'll come to terms with it one day. It's just yeah. let it go. To get on pansies for just one second, because you threw this in my head. The thing is, here in the South, with pansies, they're going to die because they it gets too hot, mm-hmm. which that throws a lot of people off. Most people think of plants are going to die because they freeze. Not because it's going to get too hot. Pansies here in the South will die because it gets too hot. What people want to do, though, is keep them as long as possible. Like, oh, I planted this bed of pansies and they're pretty, like you said. Mm -hmm. But then you're out there ripping them up and they're like, what are you doing? Well, what they don't understand is you still only have a narrower window of opportunity to plant for your summer plants. Mm-hmm. You can't wait until the pansies have completely died from the heat because then it's too hot to plant your summer plants mm-hmm. because they can't get established for the season. So there people get really bent and upset about, you know, pulling out and killing plants, but it's it is a vicious cycle that you have to do. But anyway, back to the mums. If you want to plant them after they're done blooming for the year and you're like, oh, I want to plant these in my garden, you can do it. Steven says don't. It just depends mm-hmm. on what. It's never going to look the exact same way. But what you need to know is, again, like I mentioned in the beginning, mums, mums don't naturally bloom in the fall. So those mums that you plant in your garden, if they survive your winters and come back up, they're going to try to bloom like midsummer. So if you want to make them bloom in the fall, Remember the 4th of July. On the 4th of July, within within a week or two range, if you forget, you can still do it by mid-July, but not too much after that because they won't have time. But around 4th of July, set your reminder, put it on your calendar, go out and trim your mums back. They might be blooming already. They might be knee-high, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter where you live. I get this question because i put it out on mm-hmm. social media and I get all these questions. A it doesn't matter where you live, B it doesn't matter if it's in bloom, C it doesn't matter if it's how tall it is. 4th of July, cut it back to about 6 to 8 inches tall. And then that will give you a little bit more rounded shape 
because it's going to make it branch more. And basically that resets the mom and then the timing works out where it will then bloom in the fall for you. And if I come visit and say it, I'm going to step on it. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, if you have maybe a perennial garden that looks weedy and, you know, natural or something and you want to do and it. evidently, moms are good for insects. Yeah, and you want to do it like a cottage garden or something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really joking. I know you are. I just wouldn't put them. I would not plant them at, at my front door. Yeah, I w- I just wouldn't. That's right. I would take them to the backyard to a perennial bed or something like that. And so the other thing with moms that we didn't mention, going back to watering, moms are thirsty. They are going to be thirsty. So this is a plant that you're going to have to water. Again, it depends on the heat and where you live, but you're going to have to water it really about every two to five days, depending on where you live. But usually for here in the South, especially if you're buying them early, like in September, when our days can still be, you know, low 90. You better water them every day. Right. So you just have to watch that. They will start to wilt and let you know. But the thing is, if you let it wilt too much with those buds, it will abort the buds Mm -hmm. and the buds will just fall off and die. So you don't really want to let it get too dry where the buds are wilting um, because If it gets stressed like that, it's going into plant survival mode. And so it will, like I said, the buds will just die and fall off. So keep that in mind. Recap on that. And it's not, they're they're nice looking green plants. So they're not horrible after they've bloomed out to have still in your fall decor. No. Your door. They still look nice. Just cut the buds off. The old blooms. Yeah. You're still going to have a pretty green plant. Yeah. But you don't have to put them in a bucket of water like you're going to be seeing all over social media. You don't have to fuss over them. Use them as a seasonal plant. Enjoy them while they're blooming and then let it go. Oh, and if they have a cage around them. Oh, yeah. At the base, leave the cage. Yeah. Because so it will support it. Some, um, especially if you get them more like higher quality, like garden centers and that sort of thing. Like from us. Yeah. <laughs> they'll have um, like a little plastic cage supports in there, or it may have netting down in there that you can't really see like a green netting. You want to leave that because if you take those apart, take those off, they will fall apart just like a poinsettia will. Same thing with the poinsettia when you get those. Um, don't take those cages off because that's support because a mom has been hybridized only thing that we care about is how many blooms it can get which the Mm -hmm. blooms get heavy it causes a weaker plant but again it's a seasonal plant so we don't care so we want the most blooms possible so that's why moms are so weak in general and Mm -hmm. will and will break apart same with poinsettias but we'll talk about that in a few months oh my god be here before we know know, it i know i mean i already feel fall in the air i feel so much better getting this off my chest this was like a therapy session for me Uh, the pumpkin the pumpkins and the the moms yeah in the bubble bath and don't just don't overcomplicate it enjoy your fall decor enjoy your pumpkins enjoy your moms Put little effort in. I guess that's my point in not planning them. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it and While be done. Last and be done. And then move on. It's like a Christmas tree. Yeah. No one tries to save their Christmas tree. Until, well, some people buy uh, them with roots and plant them. And, yeah, that's a whole nother yeah, thing. Yeah, we'll save that. <laughs> I need a little pit stop. Can we pull over yeah, and get out of here? I, I need, a, I need I, to stretch my legs after this. I think it's your turn to gas up the car this time. I ain't gassing up nothing except for you know what. <laughs> Maybe some Taco Bell. <laughs> that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Who's Driving. Remember to help us out and leave us a review where Wherever you're listening to your podcast, you can leave us a star review or in some places you can leave a written review. It really helps us get discovered. And I think that wraps it up. Just make sure you um, click the show notes below and uh, you can find our tickets to Big Fest. You can also find our hotline number, which is 864-982-5029. I feel like we left you lots of little things to respond to this week. So I can't wait to hear that. And we'll see See you next time. Thanks, guys.